0: Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine.
1: Bum, 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 bum,
0: bum, well, look who's coming through the door. I think we've met
2: somewhere before. Hello, love. Hello. Hello, love. Howdy. Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone. Hello, love.
3: Good morning, Grandma. Hello,
4: love.
3: Make yourself feel right at home. I hope you plan on staying long. Come I think love. that
2: phrase in this song, the second hour opening I mean, song, it kind of defines what I like to think of this show as, Bob. Make yourself feel right at home. We hope right you'll stay a while. Stay you know, that to me is just what we're all about. Make yourself feel at home. You know, listen to us a little bit. Engage with us on the phone line or the text line. Uh, tell your friends and neighbors what you heard about us uh, talking about today. And uh, just come on in, set a spell, as I like to say all the time. Grab a cup of coffee, if that's what you're drinking, or tea, or in Bob's case, Powerade, or I often say if you're uh, you know, coming home from third shift, you're maybe drinking a beer this morning. That's okay. I had once upon a time been known to have a beer or two in the morning, so I'm just saying, you know, whatever works for you works, uh, works for us. It's 810 in the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Bob, we probably should take one more mention of the fact that uh, our friends Frio and Stack have an auction underway right now. It's an online auction only. Um, it's been, we've been talking about it the last week or so. The bidding continues today, tomorrow, Sunday, but it begins to close on Monday morning and will close all throughout the day on Monday. It's an online auction only by Frio and Stack.
1: Yeah, and, and do yourself a favor this weekend, because it's going to start uh, winding down on Monday, go to www.frioandstack.com and check out the whole listing, because just like a normal Frio Stack auction, there's a little bit here for, for everyone, but to go and check it out and look at the whole listing.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. Bob's always excited about the um, uh, city directory, 1968 city directory. Um well, apparently there's an artificial leg that's uh, <laughs> that's going to be there. I'm not sure what you would do with it if you get it, but it might be an interesting uh, conversation. Nice to have a backup, Howard. You, you just never, you know. never know. You never know. You never know. Lots yeah.
1: of uh, clean furniture here, too. Furniture for uh, outside and inside. And uh, this one really has a nice coin collection. So if you're a collector, if you know someone that is a collector, this would make a really, really nice gift.
2: I've commented before. I'm surpri- not surprised it is just interesting to me how many masons there are still around here a lot of people are, are, are part of the Freemasonry movement and um, it seems like so many of these auctions there are items from uh, the Masonic you know line uh, and there will be uh, a Freemasonry uh, history of Freemasonry book. Um, among other things, available on this uh, on this auction.
1: And, yeah, plenty of time. Again, go to Frioandstack.com and check out the whole listing. Uh, it'll start winding down at 10 o'clock on Monday. That's March 4th. And uh, we talk about it, uh, all the, the auctions. It starts with the very first uh, item and will go through it. So it does take some time, but make sure you get in there and get your bid in and check it out this weekend. Uh, it is an online uh, auction. But uh, the pickup will be on March 7th, and uh, it'll be a home on Hazlitt Court. The address is 9 Hazlitt Court. And, again, the pickup is on
2: Thursday from 12 to 6. Check it all out at Frio and Stack. That's all one word, Frioandstack.com. 8-12 in the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Temperature already rising. Still cold, but it's rising. We're up to 29 degrees at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 27 at the Highlands. 25 in Elm Grove. And...
1: Uh, let me see, Howard. We're up to 28.
2: 28 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. A clear and cold morning this morning, getting warmer every hour. Uh, A uh, cloudy and warm day today, daytime high in the mid-50s. We're going into the 60s and close to 70 throughout the weekend, but some rain could mix in a little bit with that. But actually, the weekend's going to be really pretty good. Really nice. Nice, sunny, 70s, first day of March. We're marching towards springtime, I think, feeling that way. All right, it's 8.13 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Time for Bob and I to take a look at things we thought were highlights of the week. Sometimes we do lowlights of the week, but the things this week that stood out on this radio show, the Watchdog Morning Show, uh, over the course of the past week, I found this week to be a really good week, and that makes it difficult for me to pick highlights because I thought, you know, there was something good almost all the time, and I, again, I always feel like we're patting, I'm patting myself on the back, patting you and I on the back, Bob, but I thought I thought just in general, it was a pretty good week. And for me, I just love it when we have guests that actually come
1: in and, and join us here. They sit a spell with us, Howard. Exactly. And we had a couple. Randy Bachman's been here before. And, Chamberlain. And- Oh, did I say Bachman? Randy Bachman, Bachman uh, Turner Overdrive. Yeah, what did I get? He's, that he's a
2: musician, at? but uh, and I think Randy Chamberlain plays something. But you, R- Randy, R- Randy R- might have got a
1: kick out of that this morning. Yes, <laughs> Randy Chamberlain. Uh, every time he comes in, you know, he, he brings gifts. It, it, his wonderful wife always bakes us some sort of snack. Howard, he, he brought me a book this week, and I just really listen closely when Randy's here because he's seen a lot of it down there in Moundsville and Johnny Hot. So those two. In studio, I think that was the first time Johnny's been with us here. But I, I, I thought that those two stood out, Howard.
2: I, I would agree with you. I always break mine into a couple different categories. But let me stick with the things you mentioned. Um, under the category that I marked impressive, I have Johnny Hot. I was really impressed with him. I had never met him before. I've heard about Johnny Hot, MMA fighter. Uh, a lot of people I know know him. Some have trained with him. Um and he seemed to be very well liked. I was really uh, liked the fact that back when the uh, there was going to be a drag show up at the Panera's, and there were some of the Looney Tunes around here, we're going to go up there and cause trouble. Johnny Hot said, "Really? How about my boys and I are there just to make sure that uh, you know you, you don't cause trouble?" I, I liked that. I was impressed with him, so my I put him in my impressive category. I just thought he really impressed me. He is now running for the fourth district delegate seat uh, here in Ohio County. And I, I thought he was one of the best.
1: The other thing that I thought was very impressive, it's not number one on my list this week, but it just took off just like a good talk radio does. And it was a little bit of concern. But it was with the, the situation in Elm Grove with closing the bridges. That really took off. Was that yesterday and Wednesday, Howard? Yeah. Just really, really took off. And, and that's, to me, that is the beauty of talk radio. So that was really high on my list also, Howard.
2: I think I put that as almost number one on my list. I mean, I when we hit something that, and again, today the follow-up we learned, and I, I joke that it's because of what we said and did. Others are saying it too. But we brought this story to the forefront and it looks like we're going to get a, mod- a modification of the schedule in order to make things a little bit better. This is the Stone Arch Bridge being done, and then suddenly we learned the Kruger Street Bridge at the same time. All right, the story today we have now is I think they're going to try to find a way to delay that Stone Arch Bridge. That's not a firm decision yet, but they're trying to do that. So when we have a big story we dig into a lot, um, I, I'm, I'm with you. That's a big one.
1: And what, what really impressed me was, Howard, you, you and I, we thought we had it all. But no, we didn't. Jerry called in, and he had some points that we didn't think about. And then Desiree, Desiree. called in, <laughs> and we didn't think about what was up further up the creek and how that was going to affect Cardinal Health and the, the Elm Grove Elementary School. So I, I just really thought that was great, and it, it, it really is good for business when we have a big story
2: like that. And and I, I it, it may be one of these stories that where I have I I learned more. I didn't learn more. I got better perspective from doing the show and hearing from listeners and callers and texters than I did going into it. I thought I had a pretty good handle on that story, and then each time we talked to somebody, as you mentioned, Desiree, Steve from St. C., put a whole different perspective on it, gave me a new new things to think about. A couple of the texters did too. And that's – maybe that's – I didn't make that as, as one of my highs, but maybe the the interaction between us and the listeners as we all learn together, I think maybe that's – Part of our highlights,
1: and that's a talk radio that I absolutely love because we don't know unless you call us or text us <laughs> and, and, and chime in. But Howard, that wasn't number one, it was close, it was knocking on the door. You are number one this Excuse week, me, sir. You, Howard Monroe, are number one this I week. I have been
2: number one for a long time.
1: You are number one. You are number one <laughs> now. Again, the scuttlebutt when I was out this week he's not really running, is he? Does he really run? Does Howard know what run? Really, does he run almost everywhere I went? That was the conversation. It inspired me to do a running theme with our bumper music today. But I'm very proud of you, Howard. Keep it up. Howard
2: Monroe is training, it sounds like. Normally, I don't get off the couch. and uh, But you know, as you all know, Teddy can get me to do unusual things. You know. Even run down the streets. <laughs> Granddad, we're going to have a race. What? What'd you say, Teddy? Yeah. Granddad, we're going to race. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a head start, and you run down the street while I'm on my scooter. And so um, multiple days this week, every day we had a good afternoon. I did. So, I yes. And I put that in, in my highlights, too. I, I It was fun. Um, in fact, I have a category marked fun. And the fun category included the... The whole business about me running, and I loved the way people would, some people would, I, th- I don't think anybody was they really. They didn't believe you, Howard. They didn't believe me. Uh, you know, let's be honest about it. You told me. The, even pine the Pine Room Boys. Even the Pine Room Boys, you know, and they never mentioned this show, you know. They we,
1: call you like Mr. Monroe. They show you nothing but respect. <laughs> ah, he didn't
2: run. <laughs> so uh, that was, a, well, so I under my fun category, it was the running gag and also the Wendy's conversation with the surge pricing. Again, a story that <laughs> really it wasn't because of us, but we'll take credit for it. After we talked about it, we now learn they've changed their mind. But that was kind of fun talking about, you know, revising the uh, the uh, uh, the pricing based on time and day. And because it never has a place to fit, I put very close to the top, Bob, last Friday. We never know what to do with Fridays, right, because we're in the midst of Friday. So it's kind of hard to put the highlight of the week gone by. Uh, last Friday we had that great segment on restaurants of the Ohio Valley that you miss or would miss, and that was that was just tremendous. Yeah, you're right because we came in Monday and there was even more text, text about uh,
1: that that talk.
2: Right. So those those that that was one of my uh, very big uh, very big highlights. Um, and then, um, well, let me get the people speak. Because uh, I every once in a while I like to go through the text, just all a week of text, and see what were the things that people responded to the most. And I will tell you, now we get a couple of people who text in two, three, four times a day. I try to not look at that, but I look at how many different people talked about different subjects. And the restaurant story of last Friday where we were talking about restaurants that you loved in the past or restaurants you love today that if they were gone you would really miss – that was a huge amount of text on that. The Bridges story, uh, the Arch Bridge and the uh, Kruger Street Bridge, the Umgrove Bridges story, again, just the text word, boom, 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 coming in. And as bizarre as it sounds, and you hit it, the number one um, number of texts, you're not really running, are you, Howard? Are you really running? So that's, that was it. Now, I don't know if this was number one highlight of the week or not, but I kind of put it at the top. I always like to have something. Bob, I put you here with the best analogy of the week. You are the best analogy of the week. Hmm. When yesterday you said... Well, if we're going to arm classroom teachers, we might as well all take a gun in the car when we go through Elm Grove, just in case. I thought, what a great analogy that was. That's at right.
1: Wild, wild west, Howard. Stop over on Allen Pond, get your handgun, and if you're going to drive through Elm Grove, uh, you need it. And, and another listener said, well, maybe take a book. Play it safe. Take a book and take a gun
2: with you. But I just thought it was a great analogy because we've got this arming of the teachers in the classroom that's so controversial from the legislature. Bob says, well, if we're going to do that. What the hell? Why don't we arm ourselves while we're sitting in traffic? I thought that was the best analogy of the week. So those, to me, were some of the highlights of the week. I, again, we Good kinda, week. Kind of ran the gamut of all, which is the way I love to do it. We talked to Victoria Jones this week about the old days of talk radio. Victoria grew up as a talk show host in D.C. back when talk radio was fun, when it was important, serious stuff mixed in with some of the dumbest, silliest stuff you could find. And that's what we did this week, and I love that. I love it. And, I, you know, I We get criticized. I get criticized, really, for being too personal on this show, like the running stuff, or talking about Teddy, or about your— Or lunch. lunch. Your, your, or lunch. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> or Perry Mason. I'm firmly of the belief, and we have a little liner that I, I came up with years ago, conversations you care about from people you know. There you go. I think people like to relate to those of us on this side of the radio. So we sit down and think, you know, we're not – there are talk show hosts who never tell you a single thing about their life. God knows Bob and I tell you everything. It's out there. Everything there is about our life. So those are our highlights of the week. If you want to add, detract, comment, you can do that on the Frio Stack auction service text line, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, or uh, you can call 304-232-8255. i got a handful of minutes if you do want to call in. Uh, sometimes people are not sure when they can. A handful of minutes. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Got a little bit of time. Uh, Jennifer's coming in after the news break at half past, but you can call in if you want to now or text in right now or not. And then Bob and I will continue yapping our mouths because that's what we do. 824 on the Watchdog Morning Show. Judge Ron Wilson
0: was born and raised his family here in West Virginia. He is the most experienced judge in our mountain state. During his years serving the citizens of Hancock, Brook, and Ohio counties, Judge Wilson was selected to sit on the Supreme Court, was voted Judge of the Year, and was selected in 2023 for judicial excellence. Let's keep Judge Ron Wilson. I'm Judge Ron Wilson, and I respectfully ask for your vote.
5: Paid for by
6: the committee to keep Ron Wilson judge.
0: Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine.
2: I'm Deepakuda. I am from originally India. I am director of the structural heart program as well as cardiac cath lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital, W Medicine. We also have satellite clinics, we call it, the upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling, and Martins Ferry. And then we also have clinic at St. well. So we try to go where the patients are or to make it most convenient for
3: them. What if your bank offered new checking and savings accounts? With a very low balance required, online bill pay and debit cards issued right away.
5: I would like that.
3: What if that bank had extended hours every business day and were open on Saturdays and most holidays? That's incredible. And if all their accounts had low fees or no fees?
7: That's money in the bank, the right bank.
3: Open your checking and savings account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender
0: he has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine.
2: The running theme, bumper music this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show at eight twenty-six. Another text coming in about my running and the fact that you know I I'll do anything that Teddy asks me to do, whatever. He, and my wife sometimes says, "You give in to that boy all the time." Yes, I do. I, you know, and you ask him and say, "Teddy, what does Granddad say to you?" He says, but "Granddad always says yes." <laughs> that's that's just what Granddad does. Mom and Dad aren't always happy about that either, but Granddad always says yes. So, um, a texter says i'd mentioned that i was running you know again my version of running don't get me wrong i'm not gonna you know go out of the track but my version of running uh, up and down the street with Teddy for on his scooter uh, maybe the young prince has a million-dollar insurance policy on you, Howard. <laughs> I, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case. He gets my money when I'm gone anyway, so he should know that. And a million, but he's, he, gets, he gets my money. Uh, 827 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Bob, a couple of state stories. I, I just I, I got to get them out here. They've been sitting at my desk uh, a minute or two. I won't be able to take as much time as I wanted to with him, but I, I just want to make sure we have them out there. One of them is a story about Jimmy Wriston. You remember Jimmy Wriston, the highway commissioner here. A story came out about a week ago that he had been stopped by the Charleston Police Department for, quote, erratic driving. A 911 caller had said that they had seen Wriston swerving, drop up, drove up over a, curve and, a curb and so on. Um, he was stopped by the police and he was let go. That was the story. Uh, Jim Justice was asked about it, and he really didn't know a whole lot about it when he was asked to begin with, but he said, well, I, I, you know I, I, I trust Jimmy, but if that's right, it's not good. It's not good happening here. And just two days ago, uh, he was asked about this story again, he being the governor, was, uh, you know, Governor, what, what what's the latest on the Jimmy Riston story? and what do you think about that? How does Jim Justice feel? He's very concerned. I love the way he always talks about himself in the third person. How does Jim Justice feel? He's very concerned. And how Jim Justice feels is probably disappointed. And he goes on to say investigation is underway. But right now, right now, the governor said, right now, there's enough stuff that doesn't look very good. Let's just wait. Let's just wait. But it doesn't look very good. I give people the benefit of the doubt, and I absolutely want to make sure we're on solid ground. But once we get there, it might not be good. Sounded like he didn't – it sounded at that point like he thought Wriston maybe – And that's a little surprising because I have Metro on all the time.
1: And I don't think it was Hoppy, but I heard someone talking about – the 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 strong possibility that that call was like a
2: plant. Well, and that is the it second That's the second part of the story.
1: They recognized who was driving, and they were just trying to cause him some problems. Is, is what I heard. You heard the same yeah, thing. The Howard? Charleston
2: police chief says that both internal and external investigations are continuing, but the indications are that 911 call was a fabrication. That. Now, I don't know who, what, when, where, why, or how. You know, was it somebody who got fired by Riston? I, 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 don't even, I have no idea. But that the 911 call was not accurate. As I gather this, and it's a little bit iffy here, but as I gather this, they talked to other potential witnesses, and they said, no, we didn't see him driving erratically. He didn't jump up over the curb or anything. So it could be, uh, It could. Have, the whole thing could have been a setup, if you will. Um uh, the thing i find funny is that this police chief comment came out like hours after justice goes i don't know but it might not be good it could be bad um so the governor's trying to cover his bases i guess there um but um by the way the police said it was not an off duty state trooper it was not an off duty state trooper who it was i don't know um so the reason the police let him go, suppose you know, the big deal was, aha, another example of the police just letting somebody who's important go. The reason they let him go uh, and didn't stop him, didn't arrest him, was there was no validity to it. Now, that is what we know at the moment. That is not necessarily the whole story, but that's what we know. The uh, police chief in Charleston says they are continuing to try to investigate that. Um, and I don't think Governor Justice has commented after uh, after that story. The other one is a story that we've already talked about a little bit this morning, so I'm not going to get into it, but I just want to take a second to to mention this. And I want to mention this in the context that it too could be a little iffy. Um, the headline for Metro News, $465 million shadow rolls over the state financial decisions. And this is because um, Earlier this week there began to be some rumors coming in around Charleston, which had been going on actually for the last couple of years, that the federal government is looking into the way Jim Justice spent some of the COVID money and that he that the government may want to the federal government may want to come and take it back. Could be as much as four hundred sixty five million dollars. Now, the people who brought this up like to make sure they put Governor Justice in a bad light, people like Eric Tarr. So you got to take this somewhat with a grain of salt. Uh, McElhaney and some others who've looked into it said there probably is something to that that maybe they misused the money technically. Some of the guidelines changed after the money was given to the state. The state then gave it to the individual school systems and so on. So there could be a there there, but it may not be as nefarious a there as um, as, as as some people are saying. The other thing I think is... This gives the legislature a chance to not spend money. You know, This this is why they say, well, I don't know if we can afford a pay raise. I don't know if we can afford to do some other things because we may have to have this $465 million that may have to be come out of the budget. Um, so I think there's a lot of politics in this, but I think there is behind it a kernel of truth that probably some of the COVID money got misdirected. One of the things they're looking at is whether or not the baby dog sweepstakes – was a legitimate use of COVID money.
1: I was thinking that, too, because uh, just the way it was done and looking back now and how the governor does things his way, you know, uh, that jumped out at me, too, Howard. And I I took a call off the air, Uh, according to the caller, they they know who made the call about that erratic driving, and it, it it's possible that this was an off duty police or off duty sheriff or a sheriff's deputy. Howard.
2: Well, Metro News says that the the police chief said it, it was not an off duty officer. Now I'm I'm the other your caller may have, have more information than I do, but quoting Metro News, um, police have determined the person who made the call was not an off duty officer. So um, I don't know. We'll find out more. It's, it, that story is not done. I the, think they'll get to the bottom the of it. The COVID story is not done either. So, uh, you know, we'll check in into that. All right, it's eight thirty-three, twenty-seven 27 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show, 29 at the airport, 27 at the Highlands, 25 in Elm Grove, and 28 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Going to be a clear and cold morning this morning, but a cloudy and warm day today and a really warm weekend. We're heading into the 70s by the end of the weekend. Um, Jennifer's here, and we're going to be talking about travel. That's coming up next.
6: Good Friday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News Headlines on this March the 1st. Police are still hunting a convicted sex offender after he led them on a chase. Yesterday, 55 year old Keith Roberts is on the run after evading a traffic stop yesterday morning in Jefferson County. He's wanted for child molestation charges and failure to report. Things escalated when he allegedly rammed a U.S. Marshal's vehicle. Now the local police and sheriff's office are searching for him in Mingo Junction along County Road 74 using both canines and drones. If anyone spots him, they're urged to call 911 immediately and not to approach him. Roberts has been on the run for weeks with Wells Township warning the public about him earlier this month. He is a Tier 3 sex offender. And staying in Jefferson County, Danielle Bentley, a mother from Mingo Junction, has been arrested after her toddler son tragically passed away with drugs in his system. The little one, just two and a half years old, was rushed to Trinity Medical Center on February 18th after a distressed call about a child choking. He tested positive for cocaine at the hospital and later died. Bentley is currently facing a charge of child endangerment with the possibility of more serious charges to come. She's now in Jefferson County Jail, according to Sheriff Fred Abdella Jr. Officials are still waiting on the official autopsy report and Sheriff Abdella says the prosecutor will charge Bentley accordingly. It's been two weeks since the Cleveland Cliffs dropped the news about their plans to put their Weirton-based tin plate production plant on an indefinite pause. Just this week, the ITC shared a final report explaining why they believe imports aren't hurting the U.S. industry. Cleveland Cliffs and the United Steelworkers Union are not too happy about that. They jointly stated that the ITC seemed to have overlooked the USW's filings and testimonies that could have pointed out unfair trade practices. Stay with 7 News for updates. That was a look at your headlines. Have a fantastic Friday and a wonderful weekend, everyone. I'm Taylor Long, working for you.
4: A busy weekend coming up for WVU sports teams. I'm Tony Caridi. That story and more coming up on today's Mountaineer Report, brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics.
7: With the Kroger app, shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, same personalized deals, same rewards on the same high quality items like honey Crisp apples and pasta sauce with no hidden fees or markups. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Kroger always gives you savings and rewards on top of our lower-than-low prices. And when you download the Kroger app, you can enjoy over $500 in savings every week with digital coupons. Plus, you can earn fuel points to save up to $1 per gallon at the pump. And with a Boost membership, you'll save even more with double fuel points and free delivery. So you can always save big every day with our savings and rewards. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
4: This first weekend of March is going to be a busy one for WVU sports teams. Mountaineer baseball team opens up a four-game series at Western Kentucky today. Single game today, doubleheader tomorrow, single game on Sunday. The WVU women's basketball team will be in action tomorrow afternoon inside the Coliseum. It's their final regular season game. WVU will be entertaining TCU. West Virginia looking for the series sweep Pre-game coverage begins here on MSN at 1245, the opening tip set to go at 1 o'clock. And then tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, it will be West Virginia against the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. Yeah, we're down to the final three games of the regular season, but just the very first meeting this season between these two teams. West Virginia leads the overall series 18-9 last season. It was kind of interesting. Each team went on the other team's home floor. Red Raiders came in here last February and won 78-72, and then in March of last season, late in the regular season, West Virginia won in Lubbock 78-62. to 62. This version of Texas Tech, though, is much different from that of a year ago. Mark Adams was their coach. He's been replaced by Grant McCaslin, who happened to have been hired at North Texas by one Ren Baker. McCaslin left North Texas, takes over Texas Tech, and he's done a really good job with the team so far this season. They come in at 19-9 and overall, but they've stumbled of late. They've lost two in a row and three of their last four. West Virginia will try to hand them another loss tomorrow beginning at 6 p.m. That is today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield.
1: The East Conference Men's and Women's Basketball Tournament presented by the Plan, is back at Wheeling's West Banco Arena March 6th through the 10th. The highest-scoring NCAA Division II Basketball Conference in the country brings back last year's national finalist, West Liberty, and the 2022
3: Women's Basketball National Champion Glenville State to the floor. For advanced tickets, go to WestBankoArena.com or visit mountaineast.org for tournament information. You can watch the entire Tournament MountainEast.tv or WVMetroNews.com. The championship games will air on Sportsnet Pittsburgh. The Mountain East Conference Basketball
1: Championships presented by the Health Plan, March 6th through the 10th.
2: Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445.
0: Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. I'm a traveling man, made a lot of stuff.
2: Not the traveling man, but the lovely girl is here with us this morning. Jennifer has uh, come in from Uniglobe, while travel to spend some time with us today on our travel show. Got a lot of things I want to get into. It's interesting to me. Uh, you were not here last week, and you were actually away at the beach. Yes, but it wasn't for Uniglobe. It, it was, was a personal. Not. It trip. was not.
5: I had a vacation.
2: I'm always intrigued by what do people in the travel industry. How how does a vacation at the beach, personal, differ from a vacation at the beach when you're taking all of us?
5: It's wonderful, nothing (laughs) against the groups because I love the groups, but to like just have to go at your own flow do what we want to do not be like okay do we have 48 other passengers with us we know we got to leave all oh, man got to make the count yeah. yeah let me call ahead and tell them that you know we're coming we're on our way so it's a little more relaxing and go at your flow go at your own speed so do you
1: find yourself telling strangers what to do hurry up or we got to go <laughs> something like that
5: you know, i i i find myself telling my husband that um but what's really funny is whenever i go anywhere I think I see people from the group. So like we're sitting in this restaurant, and I'm like, "Man, that looks like..." No, wait, Jennifer, you don't have a group you with don't you. Don't have a group. But like, I'll even do it in the airport. I'm like, "Oh, well, let me look for my..." Nope, nope, that doesn't look like anybody. So I do think I see people. It's, it's weird.
2: <laughs> well, after a while, I mean, even just the amount of traveling I've done, I feel like I know so many people in so many places. Mm-hmm. I think some many- weren't they going to? In fact, Nancy. Knows weren't they going to trip with us you know (laughs) so they they pop up everywhere bob you it's interesting Uh, myrtle beach is one of your places you like to go boy when i was young howard i would go
1: uh all the time i've been to myrtle beach in every month uh there's not a month that i was there that i thought man i uh, shouldn't have came here what's the best month october i chomping at the bit in may because i want to get out there in, in 80 degree weather that's nice but man if you've never been there in october Picture no kids and still really nice weather, so you might want to check that out.
5: I agree.
2: <laughs> I don't know that we've ever been to Myrtle Beach. We had planned to go to Myrtle Beach for a honeymoon 40-some years ago. Uh, ended up in Daytona instead. Uh, now I didn't get lost. I mean, we made plans. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm not sure we've ever been to Myrtle Beach.
5: That's where I, I grew up. That was our summer vacation every single year. Every June, we went, all seven of us hopped in the one van very squished and that's that was that was vacation that's where we went and well, now i love it it's my w- second home
2: we we did that my family going back to be, when i was a kid and when my kids then were kids we went to virginia beach every year mm-hmm. we had it we knew the hotel the hotel knew well you know it's the kind of place you'd walk in and they would say oh welcome back you know the monroe family um we knew all the restaurants we knew the yeah you know, and so we would go every year to virginia beach the only thing I've said before, and I want to ask you about this, because I think you said you you have a timeshare.
5: We do, yes. The,
2: the first couple of years we were there, you get stopped in the street, you know, hey, would you like to talk about doing you know, a timeshare? And I go, oh, no, 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 no. If I had known the first <laughs> year that I was going to be coming back to Virginia Beach every year for like 28 years, I would have said yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you
5: know. And I think that's how it – my grandpa did it i think they went for a couple times and we're like you know what this is a good spot easy to get to easy to get around safe clean and why don't we bring the family here yeah and so he figured out yep we're gonna come every single year so he bought a timeshare two weeks every year and our family has grown so now my sisters and i bought a second unit overlapping weeks Um, And that was probably the best decision that we ever made. Because it's funny, I tell people, don't do timeshares. Like, when you get to the Caribbean and they're, you know, hassling you in the airport. They're stopping the
2: street corner. Just keep
5: walking, keep walking. But to do it in a place where, yes, you know you're going to go consistently and always use it. And it's a simple program, too, that like, oh, yes, it's easy to switch and go to Daytona one year or Virginia Beach one year. Then, yes, it's worth it.
2: Yeah, we ought to maybe take time someday to talk more about timeshares because it is a – It is something that that vacationers can get trapped into, or it can be a really good thing. Again, if I had known in the beginning that we were going to be there every year, and we were there every year for 28, 30 years, Mm -hmm. you know, from me being a kid to my kids, and in between, Nancy and I went by herself, I mean... It would have saved us a, a ton of money and been a lot more fun.
5: Yeah. yeah, and that's what I mean. I'm 32, and I've gone for 32 years to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> like we, I, we've gone every year since I was one, and my two older sisters have gone every year except for the years that we're born. So wow, I thought like I loved
1: Myrtle Beach. Jennifer really loves Myrtle Beach,
5: <laughs> but I only go once once a year. Like this, well, this was a an oddball because we went for a concert. But usually that June vacation, I mean, we've gone since I was I was born. So like it for us, it, it's worthwhile to have the timeshare.
2: Well, again, I I wish I had known that I thought it was a dumb idea when they first (laughs) approached me. And no, I'm not going to do that. Um, So let's talk about some things going on. Is this the week for your island night?
5: Yes. Monday, March 4th, we have our Ireland Info Night at 6 p.m., at 1306 by the victoria theater
2: the old Posen's building for oh, those who don't know where that is mm-hmm. it is renovated and redone as a i guess you call it an event center but it's a nice place to go <laughs> so you'll be pr- making a presentation on ireland and yeah and you're doing these two together ireland scotland together yes
5: yeah, so the last time that we did this we did ireland only and focused on it and we kind of got some feedback of like man we'd love to do scotland too so now for this year um we're doing 10 nights 11 days scotland and ireland And at that info night, our CIE rep who this tour is through, he's going to come and go through the itinerary day by day. And he's been to more of the places than we have. Um, So we'll get some good inside scoop on that. But yeah, we're going to start in Scotland. Uh, We fly into Edinburgh, but then travel to Glasgow. And we stay there and do a lot of touring there. And we travel to the Loch Ness.
2: Oh boy! I hope you we, see the monster.
5: I know. I'm really hoping so. <laughs> I have had people sign up for the trip, being saying, "I hope we don't see the monster." I'm like, "No! If we're well, going on a Loch Ness cruise, I want was... to see you want to see the Right? The lo- <laughs> you're going
2: to Loch Ness, you want to see the monster. <laughs> yeah.
5: I mean, I don't want it to come and get us, well, but no, I want to I mean, see it. It, could,
2: it can stay out there in the middle of the yeah. Loch. But but yeah, no. Why would? Yes, of course you want to see it.
5: Yes. Yeah, so we got we're going to go to Loch Lomond and then do a Loch Ness cruise. Um, There's a whiskey tasting involved because, you know, us and our our alcohol (laughs) tours Um, and then a visit to St. Andrews where you'll have some free time. Now, I don't think you'll get in 18 holes of golf, but you might get some in there.
2: I know someone who went to St. Andrews, Bob. You know who it was? Bob Nay. Yeah. You How did that work out? I you know what happened to him? Yeah, that trip got him in jail. So, uh. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Well, we'll not We'll try not to let that happen to okay. any of our travelers uh, on this trip.
2: I was talking to someone this week who was scheduling a guest for the show for St. Patrick's Day and said, you know, do you want to talk about golfing or food? I said, well, I love I lot of food. And B, the only thing I know about golfing in, in, in Ireland is St. Andrews. And one guy I know went there, went to jail. So <laughs> let's, <laughs> not, not, talk about let's that. not do that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah. So we'll have some time in St. Andrews. Um, then we go back to Edinburgh to see the castle. We'll have a dinner with traditional Scottish entertainment that night. Um, and then we take a ferry to Ireland. And this is where I get excited just because I've done Ireland before. Um, we'll see the Titanic Belfast, which is the story and the place where the ship was doomed. Mm. Um, and it's very intriguing, very moving. Um, we go over to Dublin and we get to see, you know, the Christchurch Cathedral. We do a canal dinner cruise. We do a sheep dog demonstration. Excuse sh- me? Yeah, sheepdog demonstration. Okay. Not anything what you think it is. And when I went before, I was like, okay, we're going to go to that. That's weird. But it's actually really neat. You stand in the top of the field and they have a dog that literally they tell the dog, go get the sheep. And it does. <laughs> the dog goes and rounds up all the sheep and brings it to you. And you see them and they're all, you know, have a different spray paint on it to know like how long they've been out in the field. But it's it's very neat. And if you if it wasn't on your itinerary, you'd be like, oh, okay, that's fine. But then you go and see it. And I'm like, man, I'm excited to see that again. (laughs) Um, And then you get to, you know, feel it and how they make the wool and things like that. So that one's really neat. Um, And then a ton of sightseeing in Ireland with with the coast and you got the Ring of Kerry and the Cliffs of Mower. Um, We'll do a walking tour in Galway, which is a really neat old town. And um, we have dinner on a Guinness barge, so that will be fun.
2: I bet you have Guinness on there.
5: I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) You know,
2: it is not a – neither of these are a bucket list place of mine, and yet I've always thought there would be neat places to go. I've never – it's not like, oh, boy, I really want to go to – but when I think about it, I think, yeah, I would like to go there.
5: Ireland – I will say Ireland was on my list – But it was, again, my list is very long, so it was further (laughs) down the list, but my husband's been to Ireland four times now, and every time he goes, he's like, you love it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's fantastic. So we went, and he was right. I loved it, and now I'm excited to go back. But he has also been to Scotland twice now and says, Scotland is prettier and better than Ireland. Really? So now I'm like really intrigued for this tour to have my own comparison of, is that true?
2: Uh, So the information night is next Monday at the uh, 1306, the Old Poston's building here in downtown Wheeling. You'll present information about it and answer questions, et cetera, et cetera. And somebody will ask, how much booze can we have? Because every time I go to one of these things, somebody's asked how much booze can we have? Um, But the trip itself is when?
5: The trip itself is July 25th to August 5th of this year. So end of July into oh, so this year. Okay. This year, yep, twenty twenty four. So July twenty fifth to August fifth, twenty
2: twenty four. Okay, and um, we will
5: have Guinness at that info night. Oh, oh <laughs>
2: now see, you should have said that right up front. I that's... should have.
5: I was. I was waiting just in case we needed it.
2: <laughs> that's a big. That's a big incentive to attend the trip. Yes. I had a Diet Coke when I went to the uh, motor coach night. That was
5: yes. I I asked for this one. Um, I asked thirteen oh six and Brooke and Roger that are always there. I said. By any chance for the Ireland night and it being in March, could we please serve some Guinness? So there will be some Guinness there.
2: What else? Nancy and I are going, as you know, on the Western cruise, the Pacific cruise. I'm looking forward to that. That's in September. We'd like to do something else, either a one-day or maybe a couple-day motor coach trips. You have a variety of things uh, uh, still coming up, right? We do. We just haven't figured out what we want to do. But what are some things, what are some options we might look at?
5: We we have a lot. We actually, I counted yesterday to try to make a Leap Day post. We have 29 motor coach only trips between now through November. Um, so some of the ones I'm excited about, I like the music ones. So we have Rock and Remember Live coming in April, April 13th. We'll motor coach up to Pittsburgh. We do lunch at Hard Rock to kind of keep the theme. And then you see... You know anthony and in, in the magic the letterman gary puckett um the deprees jimmy ross so you get a lot of good music in that one that sounds good um and then in may we're doing the glenn miller is coming to pittsburgh and so you hear the infamous glenn miller songs you know moonlight serenade chattanooga choo choo tuxedo junction and so many more so we'll do a night there that one's at the um by Bi- theater which is next to the Benedum. And then in June, you can go to Sugar Creek for what myself and the entire bus the last time we did it is truly the best Frankie Valley, and Frankie four, Valley, Frankie and Valley in the Four Seasons tribute show. Um, it's called Let's Hang On, and they'll be in Sugar Creek, so we'll spend the day with a lunch, do some shopping, um, and then go see the show. That and that's good. just the music one day. So I mean, we have uh, 28 more I can talk about.
2: Isn't there? A, is it, it maybe over? Was there a Tony Bennett? Uh,
5: Tony yeah. Bennett is um, was coming up March 6th, but sadly we only had eight people sign up, so oh, we so had to pfft, pull the plug gone. on Tony okay, Bennett. Right, yeah.
2: Yeah, Tony left his heart in San Francisco, and nobody wanted to go find it, no, I guess. Only, <laughs> only
5: eight people did, and we need about 20 to make a trip go, so unfortunately right. that one.
2: There is a new flyer out. If you are on the Uniglobe mailing list, you'll get one, and if not, call Uniglobe, and they'll send you one. It's a nice uh, many-page booklet of all the trips coming up, uh, motor coach trips, the big cruises, the... Uh, big big trips you're going to is this year yellowstone year
5: it is yes we and that one is actually it's not in the booklet so okay. if you are interested in yellowstone give us a call um we had a really long wait list and now that we've started down the wait list some people have other plans or, or whatnot so we now have some open space on this one um, but we're doing yellowstone also in july the 24th to the 31st and this one is a lot of fun you spend two nights in cody um, you get to see the Buffalo Bill Museum. We stay at the Irma Hotel. We I do, love that Irma Hotel. Oh, it's so cool. Um, with the long bar and Now, some the
2: beds, these are old-fashioned rooms. The beds are like eight feet high. You need a ladder to get up on your bed. But. Um,
5: yes. <laughs> I went there
2: a number of years ago. I could climb up the ladder, Bob. I'm not sure I could make it up, <laughs> up the ladder now. But it's Yum. a... It's a neat, old-fashioned hotel.
5: It is, and we do breakfast there in their um, like banquet room that has a lot of artifacts and things. We'll do a dinner there, um, and like I said, I like getting <laughs> alcoholic. Yeah, we go um, again. <laughs> I like getting a drink at the bar because it is like the original bar to the hotel, and it was a gift from Buffalo Bill, or th- there's a story to it. So it's just, it's a really cool place as you're starting for this trip. Um, and then we go to Yellowstone and spend three nights in the park. So we're staying at the Canyon Village Lodge, and we'll do a full day of touring. You'll uh, get to see Old Faithful multiple times. we we'll go to the Geyser Basin, Mammoth Village, Artist Point, which is this beautiful, you know, waterfall and mountain scenery, that's just picture perfect. And then we end with two nights in Jackson Hole, Wyoming.
2: I love Jackson Hole, too. I, I, As weird as it sounds, that may have been the highlight of the trip. I mean, Yellowstone's phenomenal, and watching uh, the old... Faith will go. And Bob, the year we went, the we didn't stay in a lodge. We stayed in what we thought were outhouses, but they actually were nice. Little, they were little hotel, little 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 outhouses almost outside the the, the main lodge. Um, and I thought, oh man, I don't. Know they were really cool that mm-hmm. was it was really neat and we were steps away from Old Faithful you could literally just walk to Old Faithful
5: and that's what, when we submit a request for Yellowstone you have to submit it you know a year and a half in advance you tell them your three date options your three resort options and we always pick you know one of the lodges that's by Old Faithful but that year we did they're like we're going to not we're not available so we're going to give you the outhouses that are by it and even <laughs> Bill was worried too like Ugh. but it I, worked out
2: it I, I i was i really enjoyed it it was mm-hmm. a a totally different experience. So um, that's a good all all round trip. Cody is a neat place to be. Yellow uh, Jackson Hole. I I really like Jackson Hole. It's a it's an interesting mixture of old money and just tourist town. I mean, it's it's an interesting mixture.
5: Yeah, and you you realize that you're in Jackson Hole when you w- drive through the downtown and there's just an archway of
2: skulls. Bones, yeah, bones,
5: antlers, all yeah. of that, yeah, and that's how you know you've made it to Jackson. Yep. So it's it's a neat neat little town. Yeah,
2: when you walk into the, the I guess is like their their main park, mm-hmm. the archway leading into it is all made up of you know of antlers or what. Yeah, you know, so it's, it's it's neat. like
5: oh we've made it. Um, but we'll do a full day tour of the Grand Tetons National Park while we're there. Which usually on the trip everyone's like, man, I loved Grand Tetons even more than Yellowstone. So
2: I have a picture of Nancy and I at the Grand Tetons. And it, it was such a perfect picture that people say it looks like a painting. Mm-hmm. Did you? I said no, that's just the, the 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 view was just that that good, you know.
5: Yes, and we'll have lunch um, at the national park, and it's through these you're in a glass window where you see Grand Tetons in the background. And the first year I went, I did the same thing. I took a picture and I sent it to my family group text. And they're like, oh, nice postcard. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I took that. Yeah, that is it's, my it's, picture. That's where I am. Look how cool it is. I got so. that
2: all the time mm-hmm. when I come back with that one particular picture. It was like so they have to say, oh, did you like a? It was like a, in front of a poster kind yeah. of thing. No, it was it was an actual actual picture. Yes. Uh, I, I just want to mention the West Coast cruise very quickly. There's still room on that, is there?
5: There is. There's still plenty of room on that one. We've got all types of cabins, inside ocean view balconies. Um that one's a really good one too. We're going to do an information night on that one as well in March um up in the Weirton area. Uh, and kind of hit that market because we get to sail with Jeff Xline. Jeff going to be there on yeah. this cruise and with Howard it's
2: yes just, and uh, I'll be there too
5: yes so we'll you know, do
2: Bill thought to you know Jeff of course the weatherman and then uh, I could do the news and Bill could do the sports
5: I think it's perfect we could have a
2: full we could do a whole newscast right yes, there yes
5: uh, live on stage you know, <laughs> on board the ship so.
2: uh, I'm really looking forward to this I have never been to the west coast more than a couple of hours I'm looking forward to a, a Pacific coast cruise I, I think it's going to be great uh, if anybody's interested, call the Uniglobe and find out more about it.
5: Yeah, because this one you get to do San Francisco, Victoria, Seattle. It's just beautiful cities, beautiful places. So it's definitely, and this is, if you're not going to Myrtle in October, go to the West Coast because it also has some good weather then.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Almost out of time. Anything real quick in the next 60 seconds?
5: Just remember March 4th, Ireland night.
2: Monday, March 4th is Ireland night, and there will be Guinness.
5: And there will be Guinness. I'm,
2: I i am I'm not going to Ireland, but. I, might I come won't to, tell anybody. If I you might show come up to Ireland just night. for the drink. <laughs> just, <laughs> just show up for Ireland night. All right. If you're interested in any of these things we've talked about, or remember any kind of travel, and I I say this all the time, we spend so much time talking about the escorted cruises and escorted trips and escorted motor coach tr- trips and so on. You know, if you just are looking for some vacation of your own, just you, your family, going somewhere, uh, or if you can't make the dates on some of these trips that are already scheduled as escorted, you can work it out. However you want it done.
5: We'll send you wherever you want to go.
2: Whenever you want to go. Exactly. Just to give them a call. Uh, and um, and uh, be sure to uh, check out uh, uh, Ireland Night coming up this week. Uh, 232-5171 is the phone number to call. I used to say stop by the office, but don't do that a
5: Little hard to get there. Yeah, right? no,
2: d- 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 until the traffic is fixed up, don't do that. Yeah. All right, Jennifer, good seeing you. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Appreciate Howard. it. Nine o'clock, Watchdog Morning Show, ABC Covers the World, and then uh, John McCabe will join us for the Friday Roundtable. And when Irish eyes are
3: smiling,
0: sure they'd steal your heart.
3: I'm Brian Clark. I'm happy to inform the American people there will be no government shutdown on Friday. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer speaking last night after the Senate passed a short-term funding agreement. But ABC's Stephen Portnoy in Washington says this is just a temporary measure. This short-term stopgap gives Congress another week to pass six appropriations bills that have already been agreed to, and three more weeks to reach agreement on six more bills. And that's where things will get sticky. Because Republicans will surely demand border policy changes in a measure that would fund the Department of Homeland Security. The new deadline for all this will be three weeks from today, March 22nd. The focus on the border brought both President Biden and former President Trump to separate areas along the southern border on Thursday. President put the blame on his predecessor for scuttling an immigration deal.
4: The majority of Democrats and Republicans in both houses support this legislation until someone came along and said, don't do that, it'll benefit the incumbent. That's a hell of a way to do business in America for such a serious problem.
3: In Eagle Pass, alongside Governor Greg Abbott, Trump said, This is a Joe Biden invasion. This is a Biden invasion over the past three years. Firefighters in the Texas Panhandle say they've made progress on the largest wildfire in the state's history. It's now 5% contained. Thousands turned out in Moscow for Alexei Navalny's funeral two weeks after he died in a Russian penal colony. ABC's James Longman has more. Final goodbye to Alexei Navalny, Vladimir Putin's fiercest critic. Navalny's wife Yulia and his two children, they live outside Russia in exile. They cannot attend, but his mother, Lyudmila, she was there in the funeral procession. His team and his family say they've had eight days of Difficulties, trying to get his body back from the authorities, trying to find a place for the funeral, even to get a hearse company to drive him. But finally, he's been laid to rest. Crowd saying Frank Sinatra's My Way as Navalny was buried. You're listening to ABC News.
7: I have diabetes. I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I have asthma.
3: Today in Florida, Donald Trump's expected to attend a court conference about the sensitive federal documents he stored at his Mar-a-Lago estate. This hearing will determine when Trump actually stands trial on the charges of mishandling classified documents. It was originally scheduled for May, but it's almost certain today to be pushed. Special counsel Jack Smith is suggesting July. That would conflict with the Republican National Convention. So Trump's side says August, but really Trump is hoping this never goes to trial at all. ABC's Aaron Katursky in Florida. The Pentagon chief testified on Capitol Hill Thursday about his hospital stay. Defense Secretary Lloyd
0: Austin suggesting there may have been confusion over the chain of command during one of his hospital stays. Later, Pentagon spokesperson Pat Ryder assured reporters that wasn't the case. The secretary or the deputy secretary were in charge at all times. The president planning no
3: action against the defense secretary for his lapse in communication about medical issues. That's ABC's Andy Field in Washington in Independence, Missouri, a suspects in custody after allegedly opening fire on a court employee trying to serve an eviction notice and later a police officer responding to the scene. Both were killed. Jennifer Gully was nearby. She says her son is also a cop.
5: I'm sorry for the family's loss because there's kids out there
0: and
6: seeing their dads tonight and stuff. So it's just a sad thing.
3: Number of police officers shot on duty in the U.S. hit a record high, up 62% since 2018. Brian Clark, ABC News.
2: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with
1: professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery.